Welcome to Main Menu for February 11th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week we present the unveiling of Window Eye 7.5, courtesy of GW Micro. That's coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Thank you very much, uh, Jeremy, there. I uh, appreciate that introduction there. Uh, once again, I'm uh, Drew Markley. I'm the, the uh, lead trainer here at uh, GW Micro here for the state of Indiana. And I, like Jeremy said, I do all the uh, the local training here. Um, just uh, to let you know what's going to go on here, like Jeremy said, I will be doing the first um, half an hour, 40 minutes or so, and then we're going to turn it over to you guys for a question and answer session. Um, so if you do have a microphone available, uh, feel free to... Um, to let us know what your questions are at that time. Uh, there's also a chat box here on uh, the Talking Community software where you can uh, enter your questions on there if you don't have a microphone, and uh, we will answer all of those questions as well. Um, I hope you have had a chance to download the uh, latest uh, Windowwise 7.5 beta. Uh, it was just released the, this past Monday, so it's been out for a couple days, and we've had some pretty good response uh, to it so far. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to download it yet, uh, you might want to uh, go ahead and do that. You can just go to gwmicro.com slash beta, uh, enter in your serial number, um, and go ahead and download the beta. And just to let you know, you to download the Windowwise 7.5 beta, you must have at least a copy of Windowwise 7.0 or newer. So 7.0 up to 7.2, you can download the beta. If you have a, a copy of like Windows 6.1 or earlier, then you need to uh, contact uh, GW Micro to purchase the upgrade to 7.2. So if you have had a chance to play with the beta, you will have noticed a, a lot of difference um, in from 7.2 to 7.5. Just for instance, uh, the main thing that you're going to notice the difference in is the user interface, and we'll spend uh, quite a bit of time going over that uh, today to get you familiar with it. But some of the other things that uh, Windowwise 7.5 supports that uh, 7.2 didn't, um, the main thing is we, we do have full UIA support now. So the, the newer technologies like uh, Microsoft Visual Studio 2010 and uh, IE9 and Windows Server 2008 that they use, um, like to the WPF formats, uh, this full UIA support now will allow us to have access to all those programs. Um, like I said, IE9 is also um, fully supported, even though it's not available to the public yet. Uh, it's in, uh, or it's going to be, hopefully, in uh, the public beta here sometime soon. But Windowwise will be um, compatible with it, you know, as soon as it ships. Another thing that um, Windows 7.5 supports that earlier versions did not is the Windows Live Messenger uh, 2011. So if you have a Windows 7.5 beta, you can now have full access to that. We also have the brand new user interface, which we will go over. Uh, a lot of people had some issues with the previous interface being able to uh, change multiple things at a time and being able to save them uh, either locally or globally. Um, that has become much simpler here in Windows 7.5. We 
We also have a, like a lot of performance increase uh, and stability increases there in the Microsoft Office program, so things are a lot quicker, a lot snappier, and I think you'll be uh, very pleased with that. And we also have support for our remote assistance, which will be coming up um, hopefully within the next few weeks in, uh, in uh, betas that are coming up here. Um, at the current beta, remote assistance is not available, but we will go over, you know, how remote assistance works today. And um, we also have just, you know, the typical bug fixes as well as um, like the remote braille support as well. So that's just a couple of uh, quick uh, little introduction to what 7.5 has to offer. But I just want to spend a little bit of time here before we get the question and answers to go over how to use like the new user interface and to uh, go over um, the apps as well, which uh, were formerly known as scripts. We now have, are calling them apps. So if you have Windowize running, we're, it's going to be just control backslash is what we're going to use to go to the Windowize control panel. And I do have Windowize running here, so I'm going to do a control backslash. Synthesizers eloquence list new 11 of 21. Dialog Windowize default dot set. And I'll go back to the beginning screen here. Settings synthesizers braille dis, devices closed seven of seven. Can everybody hear Windowize okay? So I'm trying to uh, run that through the talking community software as well. Can can you just let me know in the uh, chat box, please? Screen closed, one of seven. Great. I've uh, got some people here that have said that they can hear just fine, which is great. Um, if you pull up the the new um, Windows user interface, we're going to notice that the 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 menu system is no longer available. Everything that you had in the menu system in 7.2 and earlier. Like uh, you had the file menu, you had screen, keyboard, mouse, verbosity, etc. Those are all now in a tree view. And that tree view appears visually on the left side of the screen. So right now I have this set uh, at the beginner mode. And so I've got screen. And if I down arrow, keyboard closed 207. It says keyboard closed 207. And I've got mouse, closed 407. Hotkeys. General closed five of seven. General. Braille closed six of seven. Braille. Devices closed seven of seven. And devices. So those are what's available there in the beginning. Let's say I wanted to go into the keyboard. So I can either up arrow back to keyboard, or I can just press the letter K to go directly to keyboard. K. Keyboard closed two of seven. Now it said keyboard closed two of seven. If I wanted to open this. I'm just going to press the right arrow key. Keyboard expanded two of seven two items. There it said keyboard expanded two items. So now the options within the keyboard are available to me. So if I press the down arrow key instead of hearing mouse, like I did with when it was closed, voice one of two, two. I now here it says voice. Okay, so now we can have the chance to go into the keyboard voice settings. If I wanted to go past the voice. Layouts two of two. There's the layouts. So now in the keyboard layouts, we can uh, change those as well. But let's say if I want, I press the down arrow to go past layouts. Mouse closed three of seven. Depth one. Now it says mouse closed three of seven. So I've gone out of the keyboard uh, settings and I've moved down to the mouse. If I wanted to go back up, I'm just going to press the up arrow key. Layouts two of two. Depth two. 
Now I'm back to the layouts, depth two of two. So I'm going to go back up to the voice. And let's say I wanted to change some of the settings on the keyboard voice. Now I want to be able to go from the left side where the keyboard voice settings were, and I want to jump over to the right pane where all of the options have been updated. To do that, I'm just going to press the tab key one time. Voice on with characters combo box two of eight. Here it's a voice on with characters, and it said combo box two of eight. Now in the previous versions of Windows, we had a dialog box that came up and you had the eight options and you had like OK and cancel. But here we're just going to use your up and down arrow keys to choose one on of these. Words, three of on with words and numbers four of eight. There's on with words and numbers and it said four of eight. On with characters and words five of eight. On with characters and words. On with words and numbers four of eight. Now I went back up to on with words and numbers. On with words three of eight. There's on with words. On with characters two of eight. There's on with characters, 2 of 8, which is the default setting. So I'm going to go ahead and keep it there, the, the default of on with characters. And to go to the next option here, I'm going to press the tab key again. Make the screen and most voices match the keyboard voice checkbox checked. Okay, we come to a checkbox that says make the screen and mouse voices match the keyboard voice. Let's say you wanted all of your your keyboard and your mouse and your screen voices to be identical. If you have this checkbox checked, then that means any of the changes that we're going we're to make coming up here would automatically be changed within the screen and the mouse vo voices as well. So in the previous version, if you wanted to have one of them set to 60 and one set to rate 40 and one set to rate 30, you had to go in and make all of those changes. But now we can make them all the same if we wanted to do that. So let's just say we want all of them to be updated and set to rate, 59, up, down, edit box. rate 30. So I'm just going to, I press the tab key once we got past the, ch the checkbox, I'm just going to type in 30. Bottom right. Oops, going to turn the numlock on. Three, zero. So I set it to 30 and I'm going to press the tab key. Pitch three up, down, edit box. Okay, and you heard it slow down quite a bit, so it's instantaneous as to how uh, how quick it uh, got changed. So now I went down to the pitch and the pitch is by default set at level 3. If I wanted to make it higher I can press the up arrow key. 4, four 5, five six. 6. Here it at 6. If I want to go back down, five, press the down arrow key. 4, 3. We'll keep it at the default of 3 if you press tab again. Tone my up down edit box. There's the tone. I can use the up and down arrow keys to set this. If I go down, H, there's H, G, G, F, F. If I go back up, G, H, I, K, J. There's J. It went past J, so now I'm I, back down to I, and I can press tab one more time. Volume nine up down edit box. Then there's the volume. If I want to go down, eight, go eight, seven, six. Six five, and five. I'm gonna go six, back up to nine seven, so it's as loud eight, as it can be. Nine. And then I'm gonna press the tab key one more time. Save to disk S button. There it says save to disk S button. So anytime you wanna make your changes permanent and you wanna save them here, you can do Alt S or Control S at any place here on the, the Windows control panel and your your settings will automatically be saved. 
But since we're here on the button, I'm just going to go ahead and press enter. Settings saved. And it says settings saved. So now, if we go back, if I, if I just, actually just keep pressing tab minimize here. Minimize M button. There's a minimize button if I press tab one more time. Settings e voice one of two, three, view depth two. So now I'm back to what we consider to be the left hand pane where we're at the keyboard and the voice options. So if I press tab one more time, voice on with characters combo box two of eight. I'm back to voice equals on with characters. So we just sort of went in a circle there. So I'm going to press shift tab to go backwards one level. Settings e voice one of two, three, view depth two. So now I'm back to the keyboard uh, menu and at the voice option. Let's say we wanted to get out of the keyboard uh, option and go to the screen menu. Well, when you're in a tree view, to close the tree view, we're going to press your left arrow key. Keyboard expanded two of seven, two items, depth one. So I pressed the left arrow key one time and it said keyboard expanded. Let's say I wanted to close the keyboard, so I'm going to press the left arrow key one more time. Keyboard closed two of seven. So now the keyboard is closed and it said two of seven because there are seven menu options there on the beginner mode. Now let's say I just wanted to go up to screen so I can either press the up arrow key or the letter S to go to screen. I'm going to start by pressing the letter S. S. Screen closed one of seven. It says screen closed one of seven. So to open this I'm going to press the right arrow key. Screen expanded one of seven, two items. Said screen expanded one of seven, two items. So I'm going to press my down arrow key to go into the screen option. Voice one of two, depth two. Said voice one of two. So I'm going to press the tab key to get it within the, the screen voice options. Make the keyboard and mouse voices match the screen voice checkbox checked. Okay, so it says make the keyboard and mouse voices match the screen voice. Now if you remember when we changed the keyboard voice we set it to rate 30 so I'm going to press the tab key to see what rate our screen voice is at. Rate 30 up down edit box. Okay so it said rate 30. So it updated this screen voice when we changed the keyboard voice. But since the checkbox was checked to make the keyboard and mouse voices match the screen voice I'm going to go ahead and change this rate here to let's say 45. Four, five. And press the tab key. Pitch three up down edit box. And now I'm going to go ahead and automatically save this by doing Alt S. S. Setting saved. So it saved the settings and now I'm going to go back to the keyboard voice and see if that was updated. So I'm going to do a shift rate tab. 45 up down edit so box. Rate 45. Make the keyboard and mouse voices match the screen voice checkbox Make check. Keyboard Match it there. I'm going to do shift tab one more time. Settings e voice one of two, three, view depth two. Everyone back to the screen voice. I'm going to press my left arrow key twice to close the screen. Screen and expanded one of screen closed one of seven. And now I'm going to go down the keyboard. I'm going to open it up by pressing the right arrow key. Keyboard expanded two of seven, two items. Going to down arrow to voice. Voice one of two, depth two. And now I'm going to press my tab key. Voice on with characters combo box two of eight. Voice on with characters. I'm going to press tab again. Make the screen and mouse voices match the keyboard voice checkbox checked. I'm going to press tab one more time. Rate 45 up down edit box. And a rate has been changed to 45 because in the previous uh, menu in the screen voice we had the checkbox checked to make the other two uh, voices 
um, the same and now this one has been updated to 45 even though we typed in a rate of 30 the previous time we were here. So with that checkbox checked it makes it very easy for users to be able to uh, make everything the same. Make the screen and mouse voices match. Voice on with characters combo. Settings E voice 1 of 2, 3 view depth 2. Okay, now you may be thinking, well, we're here in the keyboard, but all the, the only options that we have are the voice and the layout. Yeah, two of two. Well, no, this is just in the beginner mode. If we wanted to go to the advanced mode where we have more options to choose from, uh, we're going to do that by going into the help menu. So to get to the help menu, we're going to do alt H. H. Documentation D pull down. Okay, the first one there is the documentation. So I'm going to down arrow until you get to show advanced options. Remote assistance R pull down. Speech and braille rec tip of the day. T error reporting. E dialogue. Show advanced options V. Okay, so it says show advanced options V. So Alt H and then the letter V is the shortcut to get to the show advanced options. But since I'm here on this already, I'm just going to go ahead and press enter. Menu closed. Layouts 505. Okay, so now we're back into the keyboard options and it said the layouts 505. So instead of layouts being the second option, it's now the fifth option. So I'm going to just press my home key. Screen closed 1 of 13. Okay, so it said screen. Keyboard expanded 2 of 13, 5 items. Back to the keyboard and it said it was expanded. So I'm going to go down here. Voice 1 of 5, depth 2. So it says voice. One of five. Punctuation two of five. There's the punctuation options. So if you wanted to change any of those, you could do that. Special keys three of five. Special keys. Other four of five. There's the other, which includes the capitalization alerts. Layouts five of and five. And then you have the layouts option. So we have more options to choose from here in the keyboard options. Other four so I'm going to go back up to the voice. Voice one of five. And I'm going to press my tab key. Now, when I press the tab key on the beginner mode, it went directly to voice on with characters. So let's see what happens here when I press the tab key. Voice global toggle scope button. It said voice global toggle scope. So in the advanced mode, you have the ability to choose whether these settings are either global or program specific. So in the previous versions it was global or local. Well this one here you can either set it so it's global so it covers everything or if it's you just want it to be program specific. Like if I had set this to program specific now it would just be for this um, talking community software. So I'm going to, if we wanted to um, change it between global and um, program specific when you're on the toggle scope you can just press enter. Voice program toggle scope. There it said voice program and then toggle scope. But I'm going to go ahead and press enter again. Voice global toggle scope. And now voice is set to global. So if I tab here. Voice global on with characters combo box 2 of 8. There it said voice global on with characters. So if you want um, your voice settings to be global and you want it to always on say with words, on with words. And I'm just down arrowing here. On with words and numbers 4 of 8. There's on with words and numbers. I'll go back up. On with words 3 of 8. There's on with words. On with characters 2 of 8. And there's on with characters. So 
this toggle scope button, if I go back to a shift Voice tab, that'll allow you button. to either make things the program specific or make things global. On the previous versions of Windows, it was very tedious, very uh, time consuming to make all the changes. With this option here, you can make it uh, now with just a click of a button. So I'm going to go ahead and save this change by doing a Control S. S. Settings saved. Third said settings were saved. And if I wanted to go directly back to the settings tree view that appears on the left hand side, I can either shift tab back or I can just press the F6 key. So I'm going to go ahead and press F6. Settings e voice 105 tree view depth 2. And it's back to the keyboard voice layout. So I'm going to go ahead and close this keyboard option by pressing the left arrow key twice. Keyboard expanded 2 of 13, 5 right, keyboard closed 2 of 13. So now I'm back to the keyboard options. And when we were on the beginner mode, it only said, you know, 1 of 7 or 2 of 7. But now it's saying something of 13. So there are more options here on the settings that we can go over. I'll just go ahead and uh, press the down arrow key to go through these. Mouse closed 3 of 13. There's mouse. Hot keys closed 4 of 13. Hot keys. Cursor keys closed 5 of 13. Okay, cursor keys was one that was added when we did the show advanced options. General closed 6 of 13. There's general. Braille closed 7 of 13. Braille. Verbosity closed 8 of 13. Okay, there's the verbosity settings. I'm going to go ahead and open up verbosity here. Verbosity expanded 8 of 13, 3 items. So there are 3 items within verbosity. We got the common. Com closed 1 of 3, depth 2. There's common. Browse mode closed 2 of 3. Browse mode. Office closed 3 of 3. And your office products. So if you wanted to change the verbosity of any of these, you can go in here and press your tab key and that will allow you to change those options. But I'm just going to go ahead and press my left arrow key twice verbosity here. Verbosity closed of 13. Closes the verbosity option. Dictionaries closed 9 of 13. So there's dictionaries. User windows closed 10 of 13. User windows. Association closed 11 of 13. Associations. Devices closed 12 of 13. Devices. Profiles closed 13 And of 13. profiles. And those are the options that are available to you in the show advanced options. If you wanted to go back to just the beginner mode, you can do Alt-H and then press the letter V again and that takes you back to beginner mode. So if I press V, v menu closed. I'm back to beginner mode here. Keyboard closed 2 of 7. So you're just say keyboard closed 2 of 7. Screen closed 1 of 7. Okay, so that's how we get um, between these, or use this tree view to get from screen one piece. Voice 1 of 2, depth 2. We're just going to select whatever one we want. Right now I'm on screen, voice. You press your tab key. Make the keyboard and mouse voices match the screen voice checkbox checked. And you can tab through these different options and change them as you see fit. Then when you have those changes made, you just do a control S. S. Settings saved. Save your settings. And then you can press F6 to go back to the list on the left-hand side. So I'm going to press settings F6. Settings, voice 1, of 2, 3, view, depth 2. And go back to... So I'm going to press the left arrow key twice and close it. One of seven. Now we do still have some menus uh, structure available here. So if I press the Alt key, file left pull down. 
Here it's a file F pull down. So I'm going to go ahead and press the Enter key to open up this file menu. Open settings. O control O dialog. So we have the open settings option. Save settings S control S. There are the save settings. Explore profile folder E. Exploring the profile folder. Reset settings R. You can reset your settings. Factory settings F dialog. There Activate are the Windows now the activation period has expired. Click this message to start activation. Menu closed. Screen. So we have closed the, one of the factory settings available. Um, in the previous versions of Windows, this was the set file manager. And the set file manager has been updated to factory settings. So if I press enter on this to open it up, it's going to appear just like the set file manager did in previous versions of Windows. But I'm going to go ahead and go past that. Screen closed one of seven. Screen closed. Screen closed one of seven. Screen okay. closed. Screen closed. Screen oh, closed one of seven. F one. File F pull down. There you go. Open settings. O control O dialog. Is that a little glitch there? So I'm going to go to reset settings. R. Factory settings. There's factory settings. Updated settings. U. And there's an option to update your outdated settings. So if you have any outdated settings, you can update it here. If I go down one more. Exit window eyes X. There's the exit for window eyes. But we don't want to do that quite yet, so I'm going to go ahead and press Escape. File left, pull down. And back to the file menu. If I press Escape one more time. Menu closed. Screen closed. One of seven. We're back to the screen option. So in the rest of the file left, pull down. menus here, there is file. If I press my right arrow key, apps pull down. There's the apps pull down, which we'll get to here in a little bit. And we'll help do right arrow one more time. And there's the help menu. So if I press enter on the help menu to open it up. Documentation D pull down. First one there is the documentation. And it said it was a pull down, so I can press enter again. Manual M. And the first one there is the manual. If I go down again. The R. It said read me. So there are the two options there, the manual and the readme. At this point in time, the manual has not been finalized, but it will be ready when the full version of 7.5 uh, is ready. So I'm going to press escape to close this. Documentation D pull down. Okay, we're back to the help menu where it said documentation D pull down. So if we go down again. Remote assistance R pull down. Remote assistance, which we will go over, uh, and maybe our, our technical support guys can uh, talk about the remote assistance as well. Speech and Braille Recovery, yes, pull down. There's Speech and Braille Recovery. Tip of the Day, T-Dialog. There's the tip of the day that some people have come up uh, each time Windowize starts. Just gives you a random tip on how to use Windowize. Error Reporting, E-Dialog. There's Error Reporting. Show Advanced Options, There's e. our Show Advanced Options. Check for Updates, T-Dialog. There it said Check for Updates. So this is where you can go to our uh, update webpage to see if you have the current version of Windowize or see if there's something that you can download. About window eyes, a dialog. And then there's the about window eyes. So I'm going to go ahead and press escape here. Help H pull down. There's help pull down. Menu I'm going to press closed. escape one more time. Screen closed window seven. Okay, another nice thing about this new user interface is it has the ability to remember where you are um, or where you were when if you switch to another program and then have to come back to window eyes. So let's say. Um, Keyboard closed two of seven. I wanted to uh, go Screen here into. I'm going to make H. this the advanced option again by doing Alt-H and the letter V. V. Menu closed. And I'm going to come in here to the screen option. Screen expanded one and let's say I wanted to uh, change how uh, numbers are uh, spoken. So I'm going to go down here. Two of five. 
other three of five. I'm here at the other option, so I'm going to press the tab key. Attribute changes global toggle scope button. There it says attribute changes global. I'm going to press my tab key until I get to the numbers option. Attribute changes global off radio. Blank lines global toggle scope. Blank lines global off com. Capitalization alert global toggle. Capitalization alert global off combo box. Format alert global toggle scope button. Format alert global off radio button check. Numbers global toggle scope button. Okay, here's the numbers. And it says toggle scope. So let's say I'm going to press the tab key one more time. Numbers global on combo box two of three. Let's say I wanted to switch this to off. So I'm going to press the up arrow key. Off one of three. And now the numbers are turned off. So I'm going to do a control S to save my settings. S. Settings saved. Okay. Off one of three. Now we're still here in Windowize and we're still on the focus of off, so I can up and down arrow and change that. Well, let's say I'm going to go into Notepad by doing a Windows key R to open the Run dialog. Open micro. I'm going to type in one of nine combo edit box. Uh, notepad. N O T E P A D. And press Enter. Desktop. Untitled Notepad. Edit box. Okay, and I'm just going to type in the zip code for our office here, which is four, four six, six, eight. Four six eight two five and press enter to go to the next line. Now when I up arrow again, it's going to read me the numbers here. Four six eight two five. And since I have it set to off, it says four six eight two five. But let's say I wanted to have the numbers switched back to on. If I do a control backslash, numbers global off combo box one of three dialog window eyes active notepad.set associated notepad.set. You notice I'm right back on where the numbers were. Now, in the old versions of Windows, I would have had to go back and press the Alt key and gone to screen and then found numbers and pressed Enter and gone to the On option and pressed Enter. But now I'm already there where I need to be. So I'm just going to press the down arrow key. On two of three. There it says On two of three. I can do a Control S to save it. Settings saved. On two of three. And I'm going to just Alt Tab back to. Untitled Notepad. Notepad. Untitled Notepad. If I down arrow to go to the blank line, I go back up. 46,825. It's already switched it. Now I'm back to 46,825. So just doing a control backslash. Numbers global on combo box two. Having it re remember where we're at, it's going to be save you a lot of time. Notepad dot set. So I'm going to go ahead and just uh, press the up arrow key to go back to off, and I'm going to do a control S. Setting saved. Off one of three. And it saved the settings already. So I'm just going to press escape. Untitled notepad. Four, six, eight, four, six, eight, two, five. And you notice it's already gone back to reading the numbers uh, individually. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, close notepad here with an alt F4. Notepad. Do you want to save changes? I'm not going to save it. Default moderator button. And we're going to open window eyes back up again with a control backslash. Dialog window eyes active web associated web Okay. Another one of the, the, the main differences here in 7.5 that I mentioned earlier is the terminology change that uh, was used um, with scripts. Uh, from 7.0 to 7.2, everything was known as a window eyes script. And for some people, that became very confusing, very intimidating. They didn't know what scripts are, or they were too afraid to use them. So we've decided to go ahead and use the term apps instead of scripts. So now when we say windowized apps, you know, people are a lot more excited. 
you know they're not as scared of them as they had been in the past. Um, the functionality is exactly the same. It's just the terminology now is different. So we've got windowized apps instead of windowized scripts. And we have App Central on our web page instead of Script Central. So I'm going to go ahead and press the Alt key. By left, pull down. And I'm going to right arrow once. Apps pull down. And now we have an Apps pull down. So I'm going to press Enter to open the Apps. And we have more uh, default app to pull down. apps with windowized than we did in the past. So I'm going to go over some of these real quickly here. We got the app management. App Central A. There's a, a link to App Central, so I can just press Enter there and automatically go to App Central. I'm going to go down. App get a pull down. Okay, we have a, a script called App Get, which I'll go over in just a second. The App Get script uh, is very similar to another script that w was available called Install Packages. But this is just a very quick way to be able to access all of the available script, or sorry, not scripts, all the available apps that are available at this time. GW Toolkit, Hotspot H pull down. Hotspot's been a very popular one. JAWS Quick Key J pull down. We have a JAWS Quick Key script now that, that uh, is um, sent out with uh, Windowize. So if we have somebody who is new to Windowize who has been using JAWS, they can launch this script or they can launch it by doing insert J. It'll ask them to uh, input a JAWS keystroke so they could, they could do insert down arrow for um, their read all. And then it would say control shift R is your windowized read to end. And then they can close that by doing pressing the escape key. Progress indicator P pull down. There's the progress indicator script, which uh, Jeremy mentioned earlier. You just do the control shift to Windows P, and that turns on the progress, turns the progress uh, app on and off. Quick start wizard Q pull down. There's a quick start wizard, uh, which we'll go over as well. Read to me R pull down. There's read to me. Voice rotor V pull down. A voice rotor. Word accent W pull down. And word accent. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and press escape to close this menu. Pull down. Menu Press escape closed. one more time. Now I saw there was a question there in our chat box uh, about uh, the app get script or the app get app. So I'm going to go ahead and start this app get app uh, by press holding down the Windows key and pressing the letter G. So Windows G will automatically start the app get app. Cancel button. Dialog app get progress retrieving app list. Please wait. Default cancel button progressing 0%, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. So when you get to the app get script, it is set up very similar to how the Windows control panel uh, interface is set up. So I'm pressing home, go to the top. Multimedia 7, closed 1 of 8. Okay, so there's a multimedia, and it said 7. So that means that there are 7 apps that go into the category of multimedia. If I go down, general six eight closed two of eight. There's a general, and since I have a number set off, it said six eight. So there are sixty eight apps in the general category. Program enhancements one four closed three of eight. Program enhancements. There are fourteen of them. Utilities five nine closed four of eight. You can go to utilities. Communications nine closed five of eight. There's a communications category. App development two eight closed six of eight. App development. Productivity two six closed seven of eight. Productivity, programming to close date of eight, and programming. Well, I'm going to go back to the top of this list by pressing the home key. Multimedia seven closed one of eight, and I will go ahead and go into the multimedia one by pressing the right arrow key. Multimedia seven expanded one of eight seven items, 
And I'm just going to go down through this list here. Seven zeros, commercials, one, audible manager, two of seven. Gold wave, three of seven. Nero Express, four of seven. There's Nero Express. Station playlist, studio scripts, five of seven. Winamp script, Larry Twerks, six of seven. Winamp script, seven of seven. Let's say I needed to install the Winamp scripts, or I need to get some more information about them. Just like on the regular Windows control panel user interface, I'm going to press the tab key. Details for Winamp scripts, three. Two, one D by Jeff Bishop, read only edit box. Okay, and it comes to the details box. So it's a details for Winamp scripts 3.2.1 by Jeff Bishop. If I wanted to hear more about this script, I can do a control, or about this app, excuse me, I can do a control shift R. By Jeff Bishop, release date March 2nd, 2, 2008, last update February 8th, 2011, rating 4 stars. Winamp scripts to provide functionality to the main window, playlist, equalizer, time bookmarks, and much more. Winamp scripts to provide functionality to the main window, playlist, equalizer, time bookmarks, and much more. Latest. Okay, I went ahead and pressed the control key to pause the speech. Okay, let's say I've uh, listened to the details of this uh, app and decided, hey, that's something I'm interested in. I want to go ahead and install this. So to install this, I'm just going to press Alt I. I. Dialog AppGet. You are installing an app that requires all other apps, including AppGet, to be restarted after the installation is completed. Do you want to continue? The Ask me if I want to continue. Button, yes, why button. I'm going to go ahead and press enter install on yes. Install AppSci AppGet version 1. Zero package AppGet installed. In the package preview, I'm going to press no end button. Install Dialog again. Window eyes. Yes, why button. I'm going to press Dialog enter to install it. Package installed. Numbers global. Okay. So in just a few seconds, I, I had that app installed. So if I want to go back, I'm going to do a Windows G. Cancel button. Dialog app. That starts the app. Get app. Please wait. Default cancel button. Progressing 1%, 7%, 14%, And I am back Multimedia 7. to the list of categories there. So you can just go down, choose which one you want, press the tab key, and you can get some more information. Another way to search for a specific app is you can do a find command. So you can do a control F. Name and edit box. Dialog app find. That brings up the app find and you can type in a name of, of an app that you're looking for. Or if you press the tab key, author edit box. you can search by author and then all of those will come up. But since we're running out of time here, I'm going to go ahead and press escape to close this. Dialog app get. All apps two, one, three, we're back to the app get box and I'm going to press escape one more time. Numbers global off combo box one of three. Dialog window eyes active explorer. And here it's say back to numbers global off combo box. So even after all that time, we're still our focus is on the numbers global option. There's one more thing I wanted to go over before I uh, turn it over to you guys for the uh, question and answers, and that is the Quick Start app. So to launch the Quick Start app, I'm going to go to the Apps menu by doing Alt A. A. App management to pull down. And I'm going to press the letter Q for Quick Start Wizard. Q. Launch Wizard. L Dialog. It says Launch Wizard, and I'm going to go ahead and press Enter here. Menu closed. Next end button dialog window eyes Quick Start Wizard. Welcome to the window eyes Quick Start Wizard. Okay, this Quick Start Wizard um, will launch each time you install a copy of Window Eyes, or you can uh, manually launch it like I just did. And this will allow you to, to choose all of the basic settings for your copy of window eyes. So I'm going to press enter here on next. Next end button dialog window eyes quick start wizard speech voice the voice that you hear when okay. 
This first window allows you to choose which um, speech voice you have. So I'm going to press tab until we get the options there. Eloquence US. English read radio button check two of two. So there's an eloquence option instead of radio button. So I'm going to press the up arrow key. DE took access three two window eyes. DE took access three two window eyes radio button there check one two. There it says D. Deck talk access thirty two window eyes. And if you uh, just press the down arrow key again. Eloquence US. English read eloquence US. You can hear it uh, update automatically. So let's say I wanted to just keep this eloquence. So I'm going to press tab. Until I get Next add button. Next press enter. Next add button dialog window eyes quick start wizard voice rate the voice rate control. Okay, here's the voice rate option. So I can press tab. Cancel. Voice rate 4 or 5 up down edit box. There it said 45. If I wanted to change it to, let's say, 35, I'm just going to type in 35. Press tab. Back B button. You've heard it's already slowed down a little bit. So I'm going to tab again next to next. Next add button. Next add button dialog window eyes quick start wizard punctuation. Okay, there's the punctuation window. So you can choose what are the math symbols or text symbols that you want to um, go over. But I'm just going to go ahead and skip and go to the next option. Dialog window eyes quick start wizard braille display if you have a braille. Okay, you can choose your braille display. There's a list here. If I just cancel button, press tab again. Braille displays none list box one of six three. Okay, so there's one of 63 options on here. So if you have an Alva or a Sync Braille or whatever you might have, uh, you can choose it here from this list. So I'm going to go press tab till we get to next. Back the next add button. Next add button dialog window eyes quick start We can choose typing. the typing echo, which um, we can also do in the keyboard uh, setting as well in window eyes. Well, I'm just going to leave it here to the default where it says to don't not change the current settings. So I'm going to press enter here. Next add button dialog window eyes quick start wizard notification area A common task. Okay, so now we have the window eyes quick start wizard the notification area. So if you want window eyes to run in the taskbar and be able to have access to it with alt tab, uh, that's the default setting. Or you can have it just in the down in the notification area, not in the um, alt tab list. But I'm going to keep it set here at the show window eyes in the taskbar. I'll press enter. Do not modify my existing keyboard layout radio button. Okay, there's an option here with the keyboard layouts. You can choose the default one or the laptop one, or you can just keep it whatever your existing setting is, which is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to press enter. Close button dialog window eyes quick start. And that quick has complete. completed the, the quick, quick start. start so I'm going to press enter to, combo box one. to um, close the quick start wizard, and now all of our settings have been updated. So I'm just going to do a control S real quickly to make sure everything has been saved. S. Settings saved. Off one of three. And I will leave uh, talking about remote assistance up to our, our technical guys because they're the ones who uh, have spent all the time with that. Um, but um, at this point in time, I think I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to you guys. So if you have any questions, um, feel free to enter them into the uh, text box and we'll answer them. Otherwise, um, I think we have our tech guys on here. I see uh, Raul, Doug, and, and Steven have signed in. So if you have any questions, um, feel free to let us know. I do see a question here from Ronald and says, will GW Micro ever send out any other speech engines other than the ones that are included on the CD? So I'm going to go ahead and uh, relinquish the mic and hopefully one of our tech guys can go ahead and answer that question. L. Menu closed. Graphic. Graphic. Graph. Graph. Hi, this is Doug. Great job, Drew. Um, 
I thought I would answer that question regarding the synthesizers. The, um, it, it's difficult to say. I can't say, no, we never will do that. The problem is, is that regardless of what we ship, there are people that love those synthesizers, people that hate them. So it's always difficult to come up with the synthesizer that everybody likes. And so kind of our philosophy is we want to support whatever's out there. And you guys could go get them from other sources, and Windowize would support them. What we'll include in the future, I don't, I'm not sure, but we always want to keep that door open to being able to use any synthesizer that you guys can get your hands on. I just see a, a couple more questions that came through on the list. One was uh, from Brian asking, how do you get to the tree view initially? Typically, when you first pop up Windowize, the, for the very first time, focus will already be in the tree view. But from then on, wherever focus is, when you pop it back up, it will be at that place. So if you happen to tab off of the tree view and you're on some control on the right, then when you pop out and come back in, it will be on that same control. So the easy, several ways you can get back to the tree view, you can either back tab back there, or F6 is actually a toggle between the tree view and the right half of the Windowize user interface. So whatever control you're on on the right, F6 will take you back to the tree view. F6 again will take you back to the right of the UI. Uh, the next question I see was from Jonathan saying, when will the eloquence responsiveness issue be fixed? I thought that was fixed. Um, so I guess I'd like some more explanation of specifically what you're, what you're regarding to there, Jonathan. Another question came from Andrew asking, when do you plan to support ARIA and AJAX? We plan on that on the next major release. We we wanted to do browse mode for this release, but we found that we had to do all this core building of getting UIA support and changing our UI and all that business. We wanted we had to do that anyway, and we hated to hold all of that up for the release that supported the browse mode. We, we felt that this already had tons of stuff that we needed to get out there. So we decided to stop, get this version out, and then continue on with our browse mode support or ARIA support and all that business that's out there. So our next major release will have the uh, upgraded browse mode with all the ARIA support and things like that. Just quickly going back to the, to the, to the question about how to get to the tree view, I forgot also that there is a shortcut directly to get to that tree view. The shortcut is just Alt-E because that is the field name. Settings is the field name with E being the shortcut. So you can always do Alt-E to get back to the tree view as well. But again, F6 will take you there. Let me see if I can catch up with some of these other questions or ripping in fast here. Okay, the next question was from Max saying, should I just unload Jamal's install packages? I'm assuming Jamal isn't on this list. I would say yes. <laughs> we think apt-get is, uh, I mean, obviously we think using the GW microscript is probably better. We keep it updated. Jamal is uh, has put out a lot of great scripts, but unfortunately hasn't been updating them recently. And in fact, his uh, current version of install packages that he has broke as we changed our um, existing, what used to be Script Central web page is now App Central, and so we're redirecting, and unfortunately his script didn't like that redirection, so we're working with him to fix that. But um, obviously when they're done from a third party, whoever does the script, we appreciate them very much, but unfortunately they don't always get updated as quickly as we can do our own, so we'll make sure that AppGet is always working with what we've got out there. So again, you can pick, but personally, again, assuming Jamal's not on this list, I would say let's stick with AppGet. I do want to add that uh, as of yesterday, he has updated that script. So if you want to continue using install packages for now, you can. But uh, again, AppGet is much more powerful, I think, and easier to use. So you do have the choice still, even with uh, Windows 7.5. Although he has updated it, I uh, got an email from him saying that he's still having some issues where you, uh, although the list comes up now, if you actually try to install one, it still fails. So he's still working on some issues of redirection that he can't, uh, can't currently handle. I'm sure he'll get those resolved, and I'm sure within a day or two that final version will get all the aspects of it, of it working. Well, <coughs> pardon me. Will the uh, 
uh, his go away uh, if if I install the beta or when the full version comes out, uh, will that be there when I install 7.5 or would I have to reinstall that? If you're referring to the install packages, we don't we don't uninstall any packages that you might have already uh, previously had installed. So whatever you had installed when you install the upgrade to 7.5, whether it's the public beta, whether it's the final, that will still be there. So. Um, we, we won't actually play with that. If so and if you install a fresh 7.5, we do not install install packages. So if you wanted it, you could just install it there. Okay, I think I got blocked out there. It looked like, Judith, you might have had the mic locked there. Let me start over. I'm not sure what I actually got. But there was a question from uh, his initials of DJC. It says, are you going to continue supporting hardware synthesizers? We have no intention of dropping them. But obviously, hardware synthesizers are kind of going away over time. So we'll, we'll, I can't say forever we will support them, but we have no plans currently to drop those. Okay, I, I'm not sure why. I'm having a hard time getting uh, hold of the mic here. Let me just rip through the questions that have been sent through real quick, and then I'll let go of the mic. Um, Jonathan came back with uh, one Oh, no, let's see. That was the other one. Let me see if you find his response. It said, ah, it keeps scrolling. Raul indicated that this was a known issue with the beta earlier when it, regarding the eloquent sluggishness. Actually, I don't know that that's eloquence that's sluggish. I think that people are saying that in certain controls, specifically like the list view of Outlook, um, we're seeing some sluggishness. So we're investigating that. It's, it's Overall, we think we're getting a better performance. But I don't believe that the sluggishness that is being indicated on certain controls with the private beta, or public beta rather, is has anything to do with eloquence itself. So that's what I was getting at. I think eloquence, we fixed that responsiveness issue some versions ago. And uh, I think we're just talking about some minor things in certain controls, and we are looking at that. Then Roger came back with, will this advent of the UI support in the upcoming version of Windowize, will video support uh, be still used in the cases of the video chaining, or will that be non-existent in the newer versions of Windows? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, we think for legacy applications, we still need the video chaining in order to get an off-screen model so that we can have a backup mechanism for applications that aren't using UIA support. But for applications which are writing directly to the screen, then we are reliant on the UI support. So I think the two will still be going hand in hand for a while, but eventually we will slowly see, and actually I think this is a good thing, is that we will slowly start seeing the off-screen model go out of play and we'll start seeing better, more accurate ways of being able to get to the information. Then Brandon had a question, what will happen if someone decided to get assistance from another user and didn't have the uh, that voice that the other user has. So this is regarding the uh, remote assistance, and I know that Drew kind of punted on that one for good reason. We did not include that in the public beta. Just to let you know kind of how this works, it's actually going to be extremely simple. If you just pop up the help menu, and you'll see that there's a remote assistance pull down. If you open up that pull down, you'll see there's two options under that. And let me just get there real quick so I can see what they're worded. It says just ask for help or offer help. So if you're the person requesting help, you would just select the Ask for Help option, and you would do that first. That will then go off, basically get some information about your system, go to the GW microserver, store some information, and come back to you with a password. It's going to be a, I forget how many digits it is, let's say 10 digits case-sensitive type password that you have that you will then need to give to the person that's going to help you. So at this point, you have that number. Then you tell the person that's going to help you, okay. So he goes down to the remote assistance option off of help. He selects offer help. It will then prompt him for the password that you got when you uh, were asking for help. You will give him that password 
probably you're on the phone with him or you're on Skype with him or something like that to be able to give him that. That person then types in that password and immediately then connects to your system. Actually, by immediate, what will happen then is the person that is offering help puts in their name, puts in the password, says connect. Then the person asking for help is going to get a dialogue that says, hey, Doug is requesting to help you. Do you want to let him in? Once you say yes, then he has full control, he or she has full control of your system. So that's how simple that that would actually connect up to those. So now the question was, what will happen with the synthesizer? We're still working out the details on that. Um, we're, we're hoping that we could port the sound card over, so then it would be irrelevant of how your synthesizer is matched. Worst case, it, well, that's, that's actually kind of a nice thing that we'd like to be able to do, but we probably also will be porting over the sound like a virtual channel that we do already if you were hooking up with remote desktop or terminal services or Citrix, where we'll actually port the sound through a virtual channel directly to your local synthesizer and let it speak it. Now, the, a good question is what happens if those synthesizers aren't the same? We're not exactly sure what we're going to do with that. I would hate to have to force you to be using their synthesizer because you may not have their synthesizer. So we're looking at some options. We're still not exactly sure what we're going to do. We're, you know, we, in, in the United States, it's not that big of a deal because we always ship Deck Talk or we always ship Eloquence. Both systems will always have that, so we could probably switch that to you. But the concern is what if we're talking to somebody in another country that doesn't necessarily have the synthesizers that we ship with the English version and all that. So I, bottom line is I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen yet. Hopefully we'll have sound porting, but worst case is we'll just port the sound over and maybe it just comes out in whatever your synthesizer is, whatever you're currently using. Um, Trying to make sure I don't skip questions because they scrolled up on me here. What will happen if Andrews? Oops, that was a thanks. The laptop alone. Yeah, I wanted to. I don't know if uh, Drew pointed this out. I was I was going in and out. Um, I was being pulled in and out as he was talking. But I wanted to make sure people knew that we also um, with a new laptop layout that we put in there is that we now support the caps lock key as an insert modifier. So you can actually use the caps lock key as an insert. So for example, insert T reads the um, time and date. You could also hold down the caps lock key and do a T and get time and date. If you really want a caps lock, you simply press it and let go of it without hitting a key in the middle of that, and it will act like your normal caps lock key. So that allows you to be able to use a really cool laptop layout. And if you're going back and forth between laptops and desktops, you can um, just always use the insert key and stay with the same layout if you want to, so you don't have to learn two layouts and constantly be getting confused and that type of thing. So that insert key is kind of a cool little feature that we've added to that. Um, let's see, Scott from Georgia. Will GW Micro get list views sluggishness fixed? If you're talking about the, the slight regression that came in 7.5, we're, we're currently looking at that. If you're referring to something else, please let me know. Brian was saying, will changes to the exception dictionaries be permanently saved when you do the control S, whereas before, sometimes they wouldn't work. Right, when you do a save now, we save everything to disk, whether it's all the dictionaries, the current set, all that stuff gets saved in one whack, which we think is just much easier for the user to have to deal with. Martin said, will it be possible to add more different strings to the dictionary as GW Info, GW Talk? Um, Oh, so the, I assume you're talking about the exception dictionary wanting punctuation in there. With 7.5, that's not possible yet. You could write a script to do that, by the way. I'm sorry, an app. Even I'm trying to catch myself on that. Um, you could certainly write an app to do that. Right now, the current user interface does not allow that. That is on our wish list, and I would like to get to that at some point, but it will not be at 
Ron said, will the update function uh, functions in extent scripts vanish with the new 7.5? Will the update functions in, hmm, I'm not sure that question, Ron. Would you mind rephrasing that one for me? Um, right. Bob was talking about the eloquence thing, and again, it's not eloquence. It's really just that specifically talked about the Outlook 2007 inbox, and that is what we're looking at. Um, Ron said, how would you disconnect from a remote? There is a, when you connect, when the uh, person offering help connects and, and the person asking for help accepts it, there is a dialog that comes up on the screen that has a button that says disconnect. If that dialog goes away, the connection disconnects. If you click that button that says disconnect, it disconnects. Either side can actually do the disconnecting on that, and that session will then end. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.